I'm Dave DiOrio. You can find me on Twitter at fat underscore lobster. And I am joined by two guys today who spent no time this summer working on the jump shot. Gene and Chuck. <laughs> Chuck, you're back. I am. I'm not dead. Uh, this is Chuck Siders. You can find me on Twitter at Chuck Siders. You can find the show uh, at Potadelphia. And I'm Gene Zelak, and you can find me following at Potadelphia on Twitter. No, I know. I was amazed. It, it, yes, yes. If if you look at the Potadelphia Twitter feed, uh, we inform producer Gene that um, we're worried that his account was hacked because he followed us and liked a few posts. Yep. So, we got several friend requests from producer Gene. So I'm back, work. baby. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, we are whole once again. Uh, we have a we have a, a lot to get to, despite no Eagles game this uh, this Sunday. So you all got to uh, get tied up with family obligations because you didn't have a birds game to fall back on, right? Lots of chores, lots of running after kids. Well, um, Chuck, we never got your uh, your take on the game. So I mean, do you want to give us a? Uh, sure. I mean, it's it's gonna um, sort of touch on the same points that uh, you guys uh, covered on the show, but. Hey, uh, a good win against a bad team is still a good win. Um, I only watched, I think, the first quarter on Thursday night before, you know, again, packing it in early. And then I watched it um, uh, on tape delay uh, the next day. And I I was pleased. I was happy. It looked the, the Eagles looked like they would have been putting up points, moving the ball against any opponent not necessarily just the giants because they're horrible but oh my god are the giants horrible like that that was a huge takeaway and going like hey eli maybe retire and do some commercials with your brother you know <laughs> it's just um yeah they're really bad uh the giants but we we beat them we did our job we went in uh put up some points but on uh i'd say even an impressive game yeah, Gene, has your uh, have you evolved any position, new new stances on uh, on the game since late Not, Thursday night? Nothing really new from like what happened in the game, but I am really concerned about some of these uh, some of these injuries that are happening. Like, I'm kind of nervous about how we're going to get through the next two games before we get to the bye. You know, what kind of offensive line are we going to be putting out there? I mean, granted, I think I don't know that it's predicted that. Um, Peters or Johnson is going to actually miss any time, but I mean, are they going to, I mean, a high ankle sprain and a detached, is it a detached bicep? What is going I think on? It's torn. I think it, when I saw it, I think it's torn biceps, um, a bicep or biceps, biceps in the same arm. I don't know, but only, evidently only Jason Peters would have multiple biceps in the same arm. <laughs> <laughs> just all the biceps. Biceps just... have biceps. Well, no, no. Bi means two. So there's got to be at least two in his arm, right? I, I, I'm not a yeah. scientist. <laughs> I don't know. But he's going to play through it, uh, which I think is great. But, Gene, to your point, yeah, it's like disconcerting that it's like you're hanging by a thread. It's like you're hanging by a thread that's over like a candle and it, it, it's burning through and the, the individual fibers go ping, ping, ping. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and eventually, you know, it's going to break. It's like how many of those little pinks can happen before the whole thing falls apart. Right. Right. Especially what, when lane, it's... What, what's, what's going on with lane. 
it's, you know? It's, I know he's got the high ankle sprain. I don't know if that's the injury that then put him down in the Giants game. I, I guess I just made the assumption that was aggravating that, that same that same leg injury. But, um, yeah, no, I, I have no idea. But that's your both your tackles. You know, what are, what are, do we have enough ba- extra tackles laying around to cover both sides? No, Big V. Halapuli Vati Vali Vaitai. Yeah, I mean, he'll cover one of those spots, but I don't think he can do both two at once. I don't know if he can cover one of those spots. We got uh, uh, Malata. The guy that played rugby? Yes. Well, I guess I so. Mean, that, would be that, that would be the emergency tackle. Okay. All right. Well, this is an emergency. <laughs> I mean, we just see what the guy's got eventually. I mean, yeah. I was kind of hoping it would be like in some garbage game when we were already had 13 wins under our belt. So where does your concern lie more offensive line or defensive secondary? Because Sidney Jones has got a hamstring injury and he's like week to week now. Look, Jalen Mills looked really good. So I'm not worried about that. Oh my God. (laughs) Tell me you're not worried about it. You got to be worried about it. Yeah, no, I'm concerned because we have no depth. We didn't really have a lot of depth at the secondary anyway, and it's, it's hard to go and find good. There's not good cornerbacks sitting on like the street just waiting to be grabbed, so you can bring them in and you know they can cover NFL wide receivers. Because if they were, then every team would have a ton of them. There's just no such thing as like bonus cornerbacks that are just waiting to be pulled out of the arena league. So I don't know where I don't know where we're going to find these guys to come in and spell, you know, Sidney Jones's injury they're saying it's going to be a couple of weeks. It's not season ending. Um so we're going to have to try to hold this thing together with duct tape and Schwartz. I don't know, you know, the power of the Schwartz. I have no idea how we're going <laughs> to we're going to do it, but hopefully next week is going to be tough cuz Cam Newton has got some decent receivers. And then I have no idea what that Jacksonville team is, and I have no idea what being in London is going to do. There's so many weird factors in that Jacksonville game in two weeks to make that just absolutely absurd. And the other thing we haven't talked about is, are you comfortable with the running backs? Are we good there, too? Uh, You know, there's still no Sproles, definitely no Ajayi, no trade. Well, all right, Chuck, what do you think? The three three areas of concern, running back, offensive line, secondary, ding, marry, kill those. Like, tell me, <laughs> what, what's, the order, what's the order that we need to be concerned about these? Uh, okay, so the order that we should be concerned, I'd say offensive line first. Just because we're talking about injuries, we got to keep Wentz healthy. You know, he wasn't getting much protection to begin with, and now – you know, we're losing uh, more players on the offensive line. So I'd say offensive line first. Uh, Defensive secondary second, just because I described our defense before as Ben don't break. You know, the secondary is one of those things keeping people out of the end zone, you know, when they got to the red zone. And if that becomes an even weaker point than it already is, then a lot of field goals become touchdowns. And then I say, finally, third would be the the running game because we're not using it anyway. You know, we're using, you know, passes to tight ends in lieu of running. So that would be the least of, of the concerns, but all three are concerning. Yeah. Gene? To, uh, to Chuck's point about the tight ends, I saw a stat today that Zach Ertz is not only on pace to break the tight end reception 
record per for uh, for a season. He he's gonna obliterate. Like for an it. eagle or no the t- the NFL tight end. It's held by Jason Witten. He could beat it by thirty catches. He's on pace to beat it by like thirty catches. Wow. Yeah. That He'll is a safety it. blanket. Yeah. The, he he is he is on pace to crush that record. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think the I think the number is like one twenty five too. Like it's a it's a high number. And he's on oh. pace for like 150 catches. Wow. Well, I think I'm going to uh, ding the running backs, marry the offensive line, and kill the secondary. I think the secondary is our biggest biggest area of concern. I, I just can't get I can't get past this. It's so paper thin. It's like not great, and now it's also really paper thin at not great. And I feel like I don't know. I have this crazy confidence in the running backs the, where they are. I, I don't, you are, I don't alone. know. I feel like Smallwood and Clement are effective. I don't know if there's any truth to the, but I think I saw a report that he said when he met with Roseman or something during the week that he's like, you don't need to go get anybody, Howie. We're good. I mean, I would hope he's confident. <laughs> yeah, it's his <laughs> job. Like, he's trying hey, to protect. We, we need some big help in the running back area. <laughs> I'm not that great. And uh, neither is the other guy. <laughs> so let's talk about that who should howie go out and get he freed up this money we have two weeks until the trade deadline well two weeks from tuesday uh for the trade deadline who should we go who should we go get do you want Le'Veon bell no i don't do you want LeSean mccoy no do you uh you don't want to go to any any happening parties <laughs> do you have to check your cell phone at the uh at the limo i feel like we can do that anyway I don't know that we need to send a second and a third to Buffalo to make that happen. <laughs> they haven't come down off that at all. They better. They're, there's nobody that's going to give them a second and a third for I LaShawn. Just a second. Uh, I, 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 feel, that. I feel like you should. I feel, feel like a fourth is too much for LaShawn McCoy. Very seriously. And I'm a, and I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. But no, I feel like a fourth is too much. Yeah, I think he has been getting some injuries too of late. Uh, in more ways than one, we we'd be remiss if we didn't, you know, bring up the fact that he's also apparently a horrible human being. Like, well, yeah, that's what that's yeah. the thing, right? Yeah, it's. I mean, you don't want to bring that in your locker room, and then you also don't want to bring it into your locker room for a player who might be done. Like, I, I, I'm the kind of person who would say, no way, no how, you know, no matter how good they are, but the argument. You know that you'd bring you know someone like that, someone accused of that junk, um, into your locker room when they're not that good. Like that's stupid. Yeah. Does a good old cut on a dime twenty five wear the uh, the pink shoes for October? Oh God, I bet he does. (laughs) Yeah. Hey. uh, So I've been here. Well, actually, I saw something. I'm not hearing. Like I have like a confidential informant coming to me. I saw (laughs) on. I saw something about Patrick Peterson is. now going to be available from Arizona. Like, I think that's something we should investigate. Is there anybody on Arizona's team that they won't trade? Like, is there anybody that would be untouchable on that team? I would feel like sleeves. No, I think he's definitely, <laughs> definitely on the him. block. <laughs> Every, <laughs> when he was in the game, everybody took a shot. So no, I was, I'm yeah. thinking maybe the, maybe the rookie, maybe the quarterback they've got in place now. Uh, but other than that, I feel like that team is all got the, the whole squad's got a for sale sign. Um, I know, you know, an interesting thought would be somebody like, and I know that he's not, he would retire before he would 
accept a trade would be like Larry Fitzgerald. Like, how great would that guy look in green? And how great would it, you know, for a guy like that to go and make a run at a title one one more time? I feel like he's one of the better players that has never played, uh, never won a Super Bowl because they they played in a Super Bowl, I think, but they didn't win. That was the Steelers Super Bowl. And yeah. Like yeah. The, when we lost in the championship game to the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. The Kurt Warner. Which is a thing that happened to us because we're Eagles fans. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm getting worried because now I'm looking around the rest of the division. And Gene, we talked Friday night. You said, hey, do you think we're going to go 6-0 and in the division? And I said, yeah, because it doesn't look like everybody else has got any kind of weapons. And then the Redskins have no trouble with Carolina today. Yeah. And the Cowboys poured it on Jacksonville. Yeah, the Cowboys look good. The Cowboys look, that I did watch a more. I think of all the games this weekend, that was other than our game. I think was that was the game I saw the most of. And at no point did it seem like Dallas was not in control of that game. There's really nothing like the NFL that makes me feel like super confident and then very unsure about everything in a matter of a few <laughs> hours. I I will say this. I can't. I don't know how anybody is making any money betting the NFL. Like, I can't imagine that there's there there can't be anybody that has got this figured out. Like, it's just way too fluid and unpredictable. I think the only thing that's been remotely close to being a given is that the Rams are going to win. Yeah, but they haven't been. They haven't. Those have not been slam dunk games the past couple of weeks. No, and they're getting dinged up because didn't Cooper Cup get? smacked around i think he came back into the game but from uh, what i read that he took a he took a real shot today they were their receiver crew was already coming back from like double concussion protocol so right i mean everyone's everyone's great when all your when your team is totally healthy um but when you start going into you know a playoff run without your starting quarterback starting running back starting left tackle yeah because i don't see what you're made of what do they do if todd Gurley blows a knee you know what i mean like they i feel like that team is just like anybody else, like they, they can be kind of you, one injury in the wrong spot and they're in trouble. Oh, I forgot about starting middle linebacker too. You got to throw that in there. Oh, is that another thing that we have a problem with? No, no, I'm just saying that's what we we went into the playoffs last year without our starting quarterback, oh, yeah. running back, left tackle, middle linebacker. So the uh, the Chiefs still losing. Uh, the Chiefs are down by eight again. So is this going to be the the unraveling of the Kansas City Chiefs? They've been trending down. They've been kept winning, but they've looked progressively worse and worse every every week, which is so Andy Reid. It's like, how many licks does it take to get to the center of an Andy Reid coach team? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the real tough part about that is it takes a while to get to the first lick because he has blown <laughs> all three timeouts before you take a lick one. So that that that's a difficulty there. Although we yeah, have it doesn't show up. It doesn't show up when he's blowing teams out, but like this is a game where it could come down to like time management at the it is in the second half now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many timeouts do the Chiefs have? Is it up? No. Oh uh, they have three, I think. Oh, so they still have one. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's an achievement. You learn after you know twenty six years in the NFL. <laughs> God, that is amazing. Like, because I don't think that's even an exaggeration that he's been in the league twenty six years. Uh, he was with us for what fourteen. Better job. And... <laughs> <laughs> Time's yours. Hey, we we basically mimicked a, an Andy Reid press conference today. We started with the injuries. <laughs> 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 
Oh, that's hilarious. Um, all right. What what else? What else do we want to talk about in the world of Philadelphia football news? Penn State lost yesterday. Ooh. A tough game against Michigan, Michigan State, State, right? Yeah. So that's their second loss of the year. So the season's over. That's pretty. Yeah, they're pretty much done. Yeah. Chip Kelly got his first win yesterday. Uh, good for Chip. One of five. <laughs> See you in some high school in Vermont next year. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they give him like a five-year contract or something ridiculous? I don't know if that means anything in college football, but he's going to say like it's because I haven't been able to recruit my guys or huddle. We don't huddle. <laughs> Let's close on this. What, what, how, what's your confidence Eagles win the NFC East? Like percentage-wise. Chuck looks like he's in pain already. Yeah, yeah, I am. It's, I, I'm scared of the, the, the Redskins. Like, I, I'm not. I don't know how good the Eagles are, and the Redskins have been playing consistent football. It seems like they've been putting out consistently decent efforts and, you know, getting good results. And I just don't know what's going to happen with the Eagles game in, game out. So if I had to put a percentage on it, I'd say right now it's a coin flip. I'd say 50%. You know, it's either going to be us or the Redskins. I don't have any faith in the the Cowboys. I'm a little more confident than that. I'm going to be like 85%. I feel like we have the potential to have the best offense on any given day of the – and I, don't, I think Alex Smith is – I think he's trash. Um <laughs> I just don't like Alex Smith. Um, so I refuse to think that I have any faith in them. Um, I want Jason Garrett fired. So there is nothing that I like more than rooting against, like uh, rooting for a complete meltdown of the of the Cowboys. And the Giants are worse than the Browns were last year. Like, I think that they're done. Um, so it really is, as as we were saying, it's a, it's a two-horse race between us and the Redskins. Here's are you the... really counting out the Cowboys like that, though? I just – they are so one-dimensional. They're Zeke, and that's it. Like, that's just – and and we're going to beat them twice. We are definitely going to beat them twice. I have there. If there's one thing that I would put a lock on, it is that we will beat the Cowboys twice. That's a Jacksonville thing. defense is, is good, right? Jacksonville there's has no good. idea. I feel like they have no idea what they're doing. But that defense, from, though, Gene. From some some weeks, they look like they're world, world beaters, and other weeks, they, they lose to the Cowboys. They, I, I just don't – here's the thing. We're definitely going to lose one of the next two games. I don't know which one it is. I don't know if it's going to be ne- next week against Carolina or if it's going to be that stupid game in London. Like, that's just, put that in the bank. We're going to go one and one this week. They have to no, come out. No, Gene, we can't lose the London game. <laughs> it's going to happen. Is that the queen? We're all sleeping at JJ's house. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds more like Mrs. Doubtfire. That's terrible. Uh, <laughs> And I still think even going one and one, uh, we're going to go one and one. I think that we're going to finish nine and seven and win the division in a tiebreaker. Oh my god! <laughs> Jeez, that would be like a going into the playoffs, going like I have no enthusiasm. Although they, I think this could be I, one of the years they, where someone wins the division with a losing record. Nah, nah, no. Well, uh, nine and seven. I oh, really god. think that that's where we're going to be, and. Yeah, and I, I really looking at the schedule. The schedule has been brutal to us. I really have got like that bad sinking feeling that one of the next two. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that we end up pulling both these next two games off because that would put us in really good shape going into the bye. Then we'll get healthy. 
Um, I feel like we win this week and lose in London. That's kind of how I see it drawing out because we've had the extra time off. Um, so that there you go. That's me being uh, predicting the future. Okay. I'm, I'm siding a little more with you. Like I'm in like that 75% zone only because I'm just going to rely on the fact that we've done it. Um, Do you think this is a 10 or 11 team win? A 10 or 11 win team? It's got to be a 10 win team at least. Yeah, I think I think it's there. I mean, if you're right and we do do well against the division, there's enough there. Yeah, I think we're a 10 win team. Sure. Yeah, we're going to win the division. You talked <laughs> me into it, Gene. Great job. Dave says start planning the parade. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, let's move off the Eagles and talk a little bit about the Flyers. Oh, we want to do Picadelphia real quick. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, I don't want to do Picadelphia, but we will. Um, I had the Bears against uh, the Dolphins, which was a mortal lock. Was that a tie? They, uh, was that a lost. tie? No, they lost in overtime. The Dolphins uh, got a field goal. With it. I, the Dolphins were about to score, evidently, and they fumbled on the one. Aww. And then the Bears were driving, and I don't know. I guess they got it. Anyway, Miami won by three in overtime with Brock Osweiler as quarterback. I'm like, oh, man, I got wow. the backup going today. I got this great Bears defense. How can I lose? And then that got, I got NFL'd. <laughs> womp womp. Well, we all had the Eagles, right? Yeah, we all had the Eagles. Woo! Nice yeah. job, us. I had Jacksonville, so we know how that turned out. Yeah, the Jag- the, the Jags did not cover. Sad. Um, <laughs> and right now, the Chiefs are only losing by one. Uh, end of the third quarter, and I'm getting three points there, so I might have a chance. Is that Magic Mahomes leading the comeback? Sure. I I haven't really been watching. I've been I've been talking to you guys. Um, but uh, I've been watching the Red Sox game, so I'm gonna have to switch back over. Did that game go final? <laughs> no, nah, but the Sox are, are handily. Anyway, okay. So Flyers. Yes, indeed. Uh, so meh. it's been meh. It's been meh. It's been meh. We're what? We're five hundred team. Uh, I think we're below 500. Uh, two and three, I think. Can we just play on the road every game? Because we suck at home. And see, I yesterday's game, and so we'll just go all out of order, but skip right to the the second Vegas game. I I think that might have been their best game of the season. It was, um, Flurry just robbed us. It was insane. He made. At least three, maybe four highlight reel saves. Like, you have no business making the save, and he did it. So, that those were three surefire goals that, you know, he, he just stopped. The fourth, yeah, you know, maybe some goalies would have made that one as well. But, but there was, we were the better team by far. Our defense um was as good as been all season um the transition game which has really been a sore point for us um you know preventing you know these wholesale breakouts from the other team's defensive end cruise through the neutral zone and all of a sudden they have pressure in our offensive zone there was none of that uh yesterday so i was really happy with the vegas game flyers twitter on the other hand (laughs) went apocalyptic but that that second vegas game i was very happy with 
I mean, what, like, look, I get Flurry stood on his head, and you got to, uh, as Hackstall said, oh, you know, it's just a tip the hat game. And um, but are, is there any concern that we're not finishing because there's we definitely had a lot of opportunities there. I mean, what is there just some? I mean, should we be concerned about that at all? The only one I'd be remotely concerned about that with is uh, Travis Konechny. He looks like he's gripping his stick a little too much. He hasn't he hasn't put the the puck in the net yet. And the the one thing that I think you might be thinking of was after the first really unbelievable save, which was probably almost even dumb luck, where uh, Flurry wasn't even really facing the play and sort of makes this backhanded save yeah. on wheel and then it pops right to connect me and he he roofs it over the, the yeah. goal. so that that one there's some concern there i think once he puts one in hell it could even be an empty netter he'll probably be, be okay no one else i'm concerned with absolutely no one else i was initially concerned with voracek um but he they moved him back up the top line and he looked great since then um so scoring goals finishing is not a concern of mine at all it's always it's demoralizing when you have those opportunities that when when your guy takes the shot and the other players immediately like raise their hands in goal celebration but the play is still going on because yeah. the goalie somehow miraculously stopped it that game was just like a, this game's not fair game yes <laughs> those <laughs> are the games that we lose but never win <laughs> like our goalie never does that for us yeah well maybe in the future but um not since brian boucher uh boosh uh we totally could have been friends with him i know that was our plan in college <laughs> to be friends with brian boucher and ruin his hockey career yeah. um but no no we haven't had one of those games where it's just like you're not going to score on us tonight because the goalie is shutting the door um but i've been happy with elliot out the the Sharks game, which we might as well talk about now, the Sharks game, those two goals he let up were bad. They were bad. But he had a game's worth of shots against him in the first period. He actually was one of the better players that game. Yeah, the two bad goals kind of got lost in the mix of the other six good goals that got let in. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't really notice it so much. Here's the thing, though, Chuck, and we talked about this a bit last, I guess it was last Sunday. I was expecting to get that boost that Vegas got on us in opening night. And uh, we came out and looked like we were not the team that was having their home opener. We didn't have that that expected jump that I thought that we were going to have. And uh, I was really surprised about the energy level in that game. I mean, you got Brady coming down out of the ceiling like <laughs> Miley Cyrus, wrecking ball. Everyone's uh, doesn't know what to make of it. I mean, that's better than screaming. a championship banner, I think, is having a gritty. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 you know, oftentimes when there's ceremonies before a game, the the team involved in the ceremony comes out flat because they're the ones you know, standing out there for the team announcements, for the thanking the fans, the videos, whatever. They're the ones out there for it. Whereas the visiting team is in the locker room up until the very end. It actually tends to be that the home team suffers a bit uh, in those sort of situations. But we did come out flat. I do agree with you, Gene. And then also those two first goals, 
you can't view them in a vacuum. So they were bad goals. The other ones, not so much. It added to that sense of chaos, to that sense of we cannot stop them. You know, the Sharks can do whatever the hell they want. Also, it was bad timing to play the Sharks, too, because they hadn't been winning. I just was going to bring this up because hadn't they really gotten beat in an ugly game by the Islanders like the night before where yes. they had gotten kind of embarrassed? Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like much like the Eagles having to catch uh, Minnesota after getting, uh, you know, taking a beating from the Rams. Now we, we catch the Sharks after catching a beating from from the Isles. And, uh, you know, we've got to deal with these these other teams with this mad on where they feel like they got to prove something against them. And the Knights, the Knights had been struggling also, so they probably came in feeling urgency as well. Thankfully, Ottawa is dog shit, so we're, we're, <laughs> we're good there. And actually, Ottawa's been playing better than expected. And by better than expected, I just mean passable. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they're they're going to be bad. From what I but... from what I've heard about Ottawa, it's it's not a matter of that they don't have talented players on the roster. It's just that they're not very deep. I, I guess maybe like their organizational, you know, or or maybe do you call that coaching? Like some of that seems lacking in that in that organization. Uh, Ottawa's a mess. Ottawa's an absolute mess. They're going to be awful this year, and they don't own their number one pick. Yeah, so they they traded uh, to get Matthew Shane, and they have Matthew Shane. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent and will not be re-signing with Ottawa. And part of the many things that got dealt in that that deal was their number one overall pick for either 2018 or 2019, and they chose to like defer. Now that they they picked up Brady Kachuk um, this year and. Kachuk uh, did look very good in that Flyers game, but they don't own their 2019 pick. So they so traded they... their best player in the offseason, and they don't have. They weren't able to reacquire any kind of a quality. The return they got from Carlson was weak. Uh, I I can't remember uh, the names off the top of my head. One of them, his name kept coming up during the Flyers game. There was no but... picks in that. Not, sure... not, not not a number one for for this year. Wow. Yeah. No, they. They sold, they got rid of him. They got rid of the guy whose fiance was harassing Carlson's wife, um, Hoffman. Um, yeah, Mark Stone's going to walk. Uh, was that why they traded Carlson? Was it, is his contract going to expire and they wanted to make sure that they got something for him before he walked? Uh, yes. Yeah. And then also he wasn't happy there and like someone was internet harassing his family. Oh on the team it was crazy look it up just be happy it was not us but speaking about um oh, i love internet harassing we're going to talk more about that later today also oh good <laughs> hey uh so can we talk about some of these uh injured players because again i'm i feel like we got to start with the injuries um what's going on with jvr six weeks yeah six weeks his, lower what? yeah i thought it was a it's, knee it, it's below the knee like Below the knee, above the foot. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I think it's... I believe I that's the calf. Yeah, the calf. His calves are wicked bruised. Um, no, it's probably more the knee. It's, um, but if, they don't tell you. But four to six weeks, that's not good. If it's a foot, ugh, that's awful. Like, I, I don't want to deal with that all season. Yeah, um, feet injuries have a tendency to linger. And hockey players, yeah. 
I mean, like, it's all feet. Yeah. Like, I mean, Peter Forsberg, talked to him about, you know, feet ruined his career. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm concerned with JVR being out. Uh, definitely hurts that, you know, finishing. You know, we brought him in to be a scorer. We bought, brought him in to put the puck in the net. So that's unfortunate. And then Patrick being out. You know, Patrick wasn't playing too great to start the year. And then, you know, he wasn't awful, but he just... He, he wasn't playing great. He wasn't impressing me enough with the, the players he had on his line. I wanted to see a little more. Now it was a small sample size, but he's out for probably about another week. I think it was a, a week to 10 day injury. And that happened on Thursday. That was a practice, so, wasn't it? No, it was in the game. Um, his it's head auto game, right? Yeah. Auto game head went to the board. Um, but probably not a concussion because I don't ever give timetables for concussions. So it's probably a shoulder injury, which, you know, that's, that's not too problematic. Lindblom left the game. That looked uh, nasty when I watched it that live. That did. That did. That. Oh, that dirty hit, right? Yeah. yeah. That got no call whatsoever. No call. No call. And I guess no supplemental discipline. I haven't really been online too much. Today, I haven't I don't seen think. anything. I was kind of yeah. looking to see if he got us like a, like a fine or something today. They have a little bit of time. Uh, it depends on when the the Ducks' next game is. Not the Ducks. I think he's going to get away with it because yeah. Limbaugh was turning and the head was going down already. I just don't see them doing anything about it. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. And Keith Jones was making that case, going like, "Hey, he already started the check. He's falling." I don't know about the already started the check part, though. That's yeah. Well, he he didn't already start. You know. Throwing his elbow, elbow into his head. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Like he, we're watching it in slow motion, so I get it. Yeah, but no, no. I I think the driving the head into the glass was dirty. Like you, you could pull up for that. There's no reason to just go. I'm gonna finish my check. Like you have to feel his skull on your forearm. Like, like you have to know that's not his back. Like just ease up a little. So that's that's concerning. Lawton um ran the boards but he came back and that's another thing we wanted to address today i've loved the play of scott lawton so far this season so yeah. i think the the lawton goal in the ottawa game the backhand goal mm -hmm. it, it, i think it was the prettiest goal this season for me it was i, I thought it was incredible yeah it was a, it was a really pretty goal i i can't nothing else popped in my head right now as to exactly so better <laughs> So you win, yes. Definitely prettiest goal in the whole league. <laughs> um, but no, I've I've loved his play. He has played several positions in the lineup. Uh God, who knows? He might be moving up the, the lineup still with potential Lindblom injury. I I he has been so consistently good. You know, when we drafted him, people compared him to Mike Richards. And, you know, this season I'm kind of seeing. It. I'd love like to see he, him get some shorthanded goals like Richards. Exactly. And he's been really pressing on the penalty kill. The penalty kill has been aggressive. Uh, when it's worked, it's been uh, aggressive as well. And he had chances. That's how he um, uh, got banged up in the Vegas game. Flurry stopped him on a shorthanded breakaway. Um, and then he's continued in the boards. But I've been really impressed with him. I'm 
that's somebody someone like that in your bottom six that's a difference maker as to you know going far in the playoffs or not so we should be looking to him as a goal scorer right uh, that not like primarily a, not, not elite not elite but a very a good good very good i i'd stick with good okay. and and i like to compare him with Raffle. Uh, Law and Raffle are two guys that you could play anywhere in your, your 12 forwards and they would not look out of place. They are just smart hockey players. They have talent, um, and they're defensively responsible. Um, so I think Lawton playing on the third or fourth line against weaker competition. And I, I think we could see a lot of breakaway goals turnover goals but even as doing what like Simone Gagne used to do back in the day of kill a penalty and just go into the offensive zone and go take it from me you know just hold on to it and like just eat up as much of the clock as humanly possible I could see something like that out of Lawton as well hey Lawton had a 40 goal season for the Oshawa Generals a few years back <laughs> really good, Dave. I don't know if it was forty goals. We got the uh um what was no. the Ottawa Generals? Was he? I think he was Ottawa sixty sevens. Listen, I was listening <laughs> to that game on the radio and that forty goal season for the Oshawa Generals got brought up Okay no less than three times. <laughs> <laughs> Do they only play two lines in juniors me. though? <laughs> or uh, in, in that league? <laughs> What is that? Is that an AHL? That was an AHL affiliate, right? No, no, no. That's a junior. That's a, um, uh, Ontario Hockey League. Um, all right. I, I will fact check you, Dave. Do oh, it. Um, so this week coming up, we got the Panthers. The, at home. the everybody loves the Panthers right now. Have they lost yet? Uh, I don't. Or think no, no, no. I'm, I'm sorry. Not not the Panthers. I'm thinking the Hurricanes. We don't have them this week. Sorry. We got the we Panthers at home, then we're going to Columbus, and then we got the Devils at home. That one Devils of those, one really of those teams about. affected by a hurricane recently. <laughs> oh my god! Um, yeah, so it's the the Panthers might actually be bad. Um, everyone was sort of picking them to to make a jump this year. Um, Luongo's out for a while. Yeah. Um, and you know he's. If you have a palm tree on your jersey. Should you be a hockey team? Uh, Tampa Bay has a good following, and they they don't have a palm tree, but you know the Southern California teams they have good followings. You can be uh, a nice weather, yeah, you know, a fair weather hockey fan. Warm, <laughs> um, warm weather. Saying, I just don't think there should be tropical elements on your jersey. On your, I'm sorry, on your sweater. Uh, when you're playing ice hockey, like I mean, I don't know. Like I've just there's something about that that bothers me. We're so know. fashion forward on this podcast. <laughs> we really are. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I mean, what the hell are they supposed to do? Pretend like, <laughs> like the the Florida Eskimos or something? Like... No, just don't put like the Panthers are fine. The Panther thing is fine. I, it's just like the shoulder patch, right? It's got. Like crisscrossing palm trees, right? Isn't that on the? Do you feel like when they see those on their sweaters, it demotivates them to play well, Dave? Do you do you think that that <laughs> makes them feel like they need to be slower and more relaxed because they're wearing such a relaxed getup? 
I don't know. Like, I just wouldn't put like a sun with sunglasses on on my <laughs> hockey team's logo. Do you remember well, for... what, when the Eagles first were given the black jerseys, and everybody said that they were gonna they were gonna play so much better because teams that wear black jerseys inordinately win games for some reason, and then you realize that the Oakland Raiders proceeded to like lose. Like, this is I nothing. I, like, I'm not trying to make any sort of inference into this translating into player performance at all. I just think if I'm, I want to sit down and watch hockey. I don't want to be, I don't know. It just doesn't get me into the mood to you, watch hockey. You don't um, want to. You want to. You want to be reminded that there are there are places in the world where the sun is shining and then it's beautiful outside. That you want to only <laughs> no, think of the dark arena, <laughs> the frigid north, a cold dark arena. Okay, couple things. First, you were correct. He did play for the Oshawa Generals. Woo-hoo! Um. Secondly, I was thinking of Travis Konechny. He played for the Ottawa Sixty Sevens. Uh, the tertiary point. Um, the Panthers changed their uniforms a couple years ago. They no longer have the palm tree on the sides. Good move. Ha- yep. <laughs> they Good move, have, Florida. They have a um, city specific team, Florida. <laughs> um, they have the uh, Florida State flag, a Panther, and then like arm bars if you're the captain or the alternate or something. It's all very military influenced. Okay. So. To not just talk about the fashion of this upcoming week, but <laughs> I, I I'm not worried about the Florida game. I think I think that'd be a good opportunity to play well and you know get a win there. We have always played Columbus tough, or well, Columbus have always played us tough since they've been in the division. So that's a bit concerning. And the Devils game should be fun. The Devils Hold on, game... can I can I point out something to watch for in this Columbus game that's coming up? Please do, because I always feel like there's something I need something to get me jazzed for that. Okay, one. when you watch this Columbus game, the the lighting in this arena will be unsettling to you. Is it I in Columbus? Is it in Columbus? Yes. What's wrong with their lighting? What am I? I don't at? know. But it looks like there's not enough light in that stadium. Is it the difference? I... <laughs> do you do you remember when you were a kid and you would have the people that would watch the WWF when you were a child, and then you'd have the people that would watch the the what is it, the the NWA? You know, you'd have the difference, and then you, you would feel no. like a really low rent because the NWA had less lights in the. No, but I always felt that way when I watched an NFC football game. It looked like AFC football games looked weird to me. Ah, maybe because they're always playing on like a baseball field. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of see what you mean. All right, but uh, just we'll talk about this next week, uh, how weird the lighting looked in Columbus, but just think about it when you're watching the game. I'll keep an eye out for that. Um, hopefully we'll beat them. Um, but the, the Devils game, I think, uh, should be a lot of fun. The Devils are starting out strong. They've only played three games, I think, so far, but that I think they've like, won them all. Well, that seems like way not enough games. They started um, overseas. Um, in like a international showcase game or something. Um, and then just the the start of the season, the schedule is always weird. What country so, are we trying to convince hockey is a thing to? You know, basketball is trying to convince China that like the NBA needs to be there. The NFL is trying to convince England. I feel like hockey is pretty global. Were they playing in Mexico? <laughs> um, no, we don't want your American football. <laughs> We need to have the queen as a regular. <laughs> like now, let's check in with the queen. Um, hey, listen, I am. Uh, I'm worried about the psyche of my boyfriend, Carter Hart. You shouldn't be. That's why he's in the AHL. You, he's going to have bad games. 
It's going to happen. And that's why he's there. He's there to learn. He's there to adjust to play at the professional level. But Chuck, did he, I, he's the did chosen one. Did I trust one. my heart with the wrong person? No. Your your heart is safe with Carter. <laughs> okay. You you can go ahead and get that jersey, man. All you, right. <laughs> Sorry, Gene, you're going to say something that was I was just saying that, that, that Carter Hart's the chosen one. And speaking of jerseys, do we know what we're wearing for the uh, for the uh, stadium series game yet? Do we know what's, what sweater we're going to be? I mean, they put on last year's sweater for the stadium series all over the weekend, which, damn, those look sharp. Uh, we don't know. Um, that'll probably be announced, like... I think they for the last stadium series they did it right around Thanksgiving, uh, American Thanksgiving, um, and I, I imagine they'll do the same here. Get them in time for people to get them for Christmas, but not too much earlier. Any speculation as to what like what route they may take? No, no. I, it's um, in I, Pittsburgh. I bet it's going to be orange. I bet you it will be orange. So apparently I, I have no room for speculation, but here, there let will me be speak. orange elements to it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, more, uh, more hockey fashion news to come <laughs> um, as we receive it, but we got a season opening in two days. Wow. Sixers. Get it on. Night. We kick off the season. This is not like uh, the, the Cavs and Warriors play Monday, and now we're playing Tuesday. We start the whole shebang Tuesday night. We're a premier matchup. And are Sixers we, like, the actual Celtics. team that tips? Like, because there's a West Coast game that follows us? Is there, like, a Laker game after us? Yeah, there's, a, there's a, I think it's a Thunder game um, after us, if I'm right. If I I'm not, then I'm wrong. I can't think of a better, <laughs> like, you've got the Sixers and the Celtics, if you've got that on your schedule, like tell me two teams in the East playing each other that you've got more that you can promote better NBA because I don't think there is one. So no, we are you. game numero uno: Sixers Celtics eight o'clock, Thunder Warriors ten thirty, and then no games until Wednesday. So because the only thing that would be better would be a matchup of the finals, but that really has no juice anymore because LeBron plays in the other conference. Exactly, exactly, and the Lakers are not going to be good. So. Hot take. Is it? I, I don't know. I feel like the Let's Lakers. Let's start our Sixers like... coverage off by talking about how we hate LeBron <laughs> and how bad will the Lakers be? I this just, season. I just feel like any team that's got. I mean, he's taken some bad teams, the some bad Cleveland teams, all the way to the finals. So I just feel like In the they're East. only going to be so bad. In the East, yeah, can anyone beat the Warriors? Like, is no. it just yeah? Houston, they already have the trophy, but we're just going to have fun playing other teams. <laughs> oh no! Our our championship oh, is get is 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 beating the Celtics this year. That's that's the that's the championship for us is winning the conference. Well, I guess let's just get right into that. What are your expectations of the Sixers this season? Like record wise, like maybe not record wise, but seeding wise, where are we going to finish? Well, they're going to finish. I feel like they're going to win more games than they did last year. They were a fifty-one win team, fifty-two win team. I feel like they're going to be fifty-four, fifty-five. That's going to put them in like the two or the three seed. I th- I feel, um, I feel like on as a regular season team, the Celtics. There's just so many bad teams in the East. I feel like the good teams are really going to feast. So you're going to see the top of the conference is going to have some really good records because there's going to be so many teams to get fat on, uh, and it's going to be important to 
make sure that you win the games against the bad teams that you're, you know, you go out and you do your job every night and get as many wins as you can. Um, but I think right out of the gate, getting a shot to redeem yourself against the Celtics, I feel like this is a good time to get the Celtics. Uh, I feel like they've got some new people coming back in off of injury. Uh, you, you got new elements into that, that squad to kind of, I feel like you're going to catch them at the right time where they're not going to be gelled and be in that same kind of mode they were in in the playoffs. If you listen to the way that they're talking, they're even saying, Jason even Tatum even said so much as like, we're not going to be quite as good as we were in the playoffs last year, but we're, you know, we're, we're, we're good. I feel like this is the right time to catch them. I feel like Joel Embiid is a man on a mission to prove that he's as uh, an MVP candidate. Uh, I don't know what Ben Simmons has been up to, but I, I'm hoping that it's been working on the jump shot. And uh, Markel Fultz has got maybe the most approved out of anybody other than LeBron James in the NBA. Like, I can't think of any other player other than LeBron that's got more to prove for his team. We got to get the second seed. It's all it's all about being the two seed. I mean, obvious, or the one seed, obviously. But um, if we're already going to concede to the Celtics the regular season, we got to get that two seed. Do you th- I want to uh, avoid the Celtics until the Eastern Conference Finals. Do you think because- that Toronto is better i mean because they i think they were the two seed last year do you think toronto is better than they were last year do you think that they're the, the teams that would look out for i mean they're they're, they're different <laughs> but yeah they might be a, they might be a little bit better uh, but i'm expecting the sixers to make a big leap forward in terms of maturity experience been there before and we know how to, you know, beat these teams, these pretenders. Um, we know how to compete with the upper echelon level teams. There was a lot. There's a lot of room. There was a lot of room to to make up ground in the first half of the season when you compare it to last year. I mean, we need to be more responsible with the basketball. We need to be better at the end of games. Like if we won every game that we went into the fourth quarter with a double digit lead in that first half, we'd have been like a 58 or 59 point. Yeah, we would have been the two. Yeah. So I'm not, you know, I, the, 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 Toronto might be better. Then you got to also look. Does Kawhi, how, you know, does Kawhi want to play? Like, what's his motivation? Like, where's his? Like, I, I just don't know if he's going to give everything he's got to the Raptors. For it's a for who for what situation? Yeah, really. that's very much what it seems like. Uh, here's the thing: sometimes I forget how young Ben Simmons is. He's what, just twenty? Like, is he even allowed to drink on the road? Like, he, he, he's either 20 or 21. Like, he's really young. Um, we forget that because of the way that he carries himself. That's part of the reason why everybody was all inflamed about this Rookie of the Year stuff is because he does not play like a rookie. 22. And he doesn't carry himself like a rookie. He, he carries himself like a guy that's been there. And I was reading something, I think it was on Deadspin, they were talking about how the thing that was unsettling, I think, for people in the NBA circuit to, to kind of watch him, it was obvious that he had a hole in his game. And he's still very, you know, basically until the Celtics series, nobody stepped up to stop him. He could still just do whatever he wanted to get to the bat, get to the rim. Um, so what we're going to see, I believe, is we're going to see other teams challenge what he does well, and we have to hope that. Ben is ready to respond by having added some new elements to his game. And if he has, then he's going to be scary good. 
Yeah, we got to hope Brett is ready for those for teams to do that and hope he's ready to make those adjustments as well because he was not ready in the playoffs last year. So do you, do I expect you, better better from Brett too. Do you think that we have a bench that can compare to what we had last year and do the things to spell the big guys when they need to come off the court? I mean, yeah. I mean, so, all right, so let's talk about that for a second. So Markel Fultz is getting the start, so we have J.J. coming off the bench. J.J.'s your sixth man, yeah, in the traditional You're, sense of the word. He's going to be the first guy off the bench. You like that? Uh, I like him as a role player better than I like him starting. Yeah? Okay. I think he's a guy that's, like, in the traditional mold of a guy that's a good um, bench guy, a good sixth man. I think he's got the yeah. right mental makeup for it. I think Mike Muscala is a is a bit of an upgrade for as far as a, a, a like a like a big body. Yeah, from what we had or who did we have? What was his name? Oh gosh, now I'm strong. I'm like out of basketball mood. Well, we're talking about like the third get, center, yeah. I got to get back into it. But anyway, yeah, I think he's an upgrade. Um did you, did you see the the news about Mike Muscala's dad's burner Twitter account? I <laughs> I was kind no, of didn't, but I saw it in the outline for today's show. And I, just, <laughs> I need to find out about this, and I wanted to find out about it live. So, <laughs> Dave, I feel like you're the one with the the best sense, the best feel for this particular situation. So, Mike Muscala's dad has a burner account that he's been using to make racist tweets about Jimmy Butler. Oh my god. I don't know what the Well, his the, dad's like the, a rabid wolves fan from what I understand if such a thing can exist. Yeah, I didn't see like I didn't see exactly what the tweets were, but uh they were yeah, a lot about like people... mental health, like that clearly that Jimmy Butler is clearly an insane person. But I don't know how they were racist. Because he implied that like it was due to his race that he was mad, like crazy. Like his race made him insane. That's kind of like what the tweets were implying. <laughs> well, the, Listen, every race has fucking crazy people. <laughs> this is a lot more fun now. than I thought. I, I, I was expecting like, like I was expecting racism and beating up on the mentally ill. No, no, nobody's condoning what Mike Muscala's dad. Not even Mike Muscala is condoning what Mike Muscala's dad said. Are we sure it wasn't? Nah. <laughs> You don't think it's the revenge of our former general manager's wife, do you? The collar? <laughs> Mrs. Collar. <laughs> the butterfly collar. Find, All right, find so... another take, Dave. Find another take. Okay. Yes. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, Tuesday prediction. We go into the garden with a big upset? Yeah, I do. I feel really confident about Tuesday. I think that we win... I think we win by like five or six. I think like we win comfortably. I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to be. I think that. And I think that it puts the league kind of on notice. Like, hey, you know, the Sixers are for real. There's been so many people that have been. It's been like the sexy thing to talk the Sixers down, and there's no reason to do that. Like, there's nothing. I I feel like there's nothing to to denote that Simmons and Embiid aren't what we think they are, and this is the most healthy that Joel Embiid has ever been going into a season, and he looks strong. Like he looks like. He is ready to attack. And from what I was reading the other, I think today, they're doing a new th thing with the defense where he's basically going to call his own defense. Like, if he feels like he needs to go out and help or whatever, like, he's basically going to quarterback the defense when he's on, on the court. Like, 
Coach Brown has kind of been like, go ahead, Joel, you do do you. Do you. So we're going to see how that works out. Uh, I thought they were pretty good defensively most of the year last year. So oh, yeah. we'll see. We'll oh, see. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if uh, if they don't recalibrate that after a few weeks if it doesn't work out. But I'd be interested to see like Joel just being out there, free agenting it and just doing his thing. And like I, the, I'm always going to be Jason Tatum and Mark Fultz are forever linked with like a, a an unholy umbilical cord for me that. I'm always going to be comparing them. <laughs> and every time Tatum, you know, has a great game, it's like a dagger. It's going to be – it's so good to have a team in the NBA that, like <laughs> – like a team in the East even, like to really truly have, like, personal hatred for. Like, I hate Jason Tatum. I hate True. a lot of things about that team. So I am so pumped to for that game on Tuesday because I cannot wait to watch us. Like, I really, like, believe with, like, everything I have that we're going to go out and win that game. All right. Hey, let's jump to uh, Riverboat Jeans over unders. <laughs> was that was that the Queen or is that the <laughs> No, no, that's oh. not the Queen. That's a that's a Riverboat Gambler. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Because we had we had some over unders for the month of September that we need to find out the results. All right. The first one was Aaron Nola wins from August twenty seventh on at four and a half. That's where I said it, four and a half. Yep. Which yep. partly was because that would have gotten him to 20 wins. So, so yeah, Chuck and I said under, Gene, you said over. Chuck and Dave are winners. He had three wins in September. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. I have, I have a feeling this is going to make us sad again about the Phillies. <laughs> we had to bring <laughs> them know, up. We're going to be happy about it. Like, we, we were had right. To, we, had to yeah. bring, we had to bring them up somehow tonight. All right. <laughs> I already know where this one lands. Phillies wins over divisional opponents from August 27th on. Gene, you set it at 14 and a half. 14 and a half. Chuck, you went over. Gene and I went under. No, Gene also went over. Gene also was foolish. <laughs> oh, Gene went over. Oh, uh, only I said under. Yes. Yeah, only Dave oh. said under. I'm confused because Chuck just says higher. <laughs> right. <laughs> Listen, it was a card sharks joke. Exactly one person appreciated it. And, and it was a month ago. It was a month ago now, so it's yeah. Okay, okay. You guys said over, I said under. And so we, I won. Uh, we got eight wins against the division, which actually I was surprised we had that many. Yeah, that is surprising. Okay. Phillies team errors in September. Gene, you had it at twenty nine and a half. Yeah. Uh Chuck and I said under, and Gene, you said over. Yeah. It was close. Was it? it was close. But we only what had we only had twelve in September. It wasn't close. Wow. Yeah. No, I was being sarcastic. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe we only had, I can't believe we only had twelve. I was stunned. I was stunned. Month. Yeah. And almost all of them came like in the last week of the month. Like there was like Is anyone adding these up? Like who's anyway. All right. Gabe Kapler ejections in September. I think we all got that right. Didn't we? Ejection. right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. He was not ejected. Zero. Yeah, he was not ejected. Yeah, in the yeah, yeah, but we all said under, so we all got that right. And <laughs> oh my god! Finally, the pick'em. Crazy. Uh, more September points: the Phillies or the Eagles? Um, Chuck and I said the Eagles. We both had over a hundred points, so I know that that's way off. Gene, you said the Phillies with fifty-five. So I'll tell you this: the it was shocking to me how this turned out not shocking but it was it was surprising to me how this turned out any prediction as to where the 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 points are for both teams 
Uh, do you want to stick with what you had had down or now like you, that you kind of like have a vibe for what the actual answer is? Do you want to like give a number as to what you think was was close? Well, I would scale the Eagles point total down substantially because I think we only broke 20 twice. So I don't know. They probably scored 75 the Eagles. Mm. Chuck, any thoughts? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go um, uh, prices right rules and go 74. Okay. Uh, uh, on Dave. So I'll tell you this: neither team broke 100. Right. And uh, I was correct in which team had more points. Wow! The Phillies really? had more points, and it was surprise. Like the gap was surprisingly high. The Phillies, with 97 runs. More points than the Eagles with only 82. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So the Phillies, 97 runs. Eagles, 82 points. Phillies win. Now, I had Phillies 55, which I, I seriously questioned my sanity that night. Like, 55 <laughs> runs. Like, I had very little faith in the Phillies and even less faith in the Super Bowl champs. But, yeah, and uh, you and you and I think the takeaway of that was uh, I'm not too worried about the Eagles. I think in the month of September the Phillies will score 55 <laughs> runs, and that will be more points than the Eagles get. And I'm like, how are you not concerned? Yeah, no, no, I'm clearly an idiot. Like if you look at how I, I I've done very poorly in my own river boating, but um, yeah, no, I was actually surprised. Phillies 97 runs. That was more runs than I thought. They had a game where they put up 14. I think they had a game or two where they put up. Eight or nine, which I think is what really pushed them over. It was a, counting these up. A lot of games was like one run, two runs, oh, God, and the other teams miserable. got six. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, hey, that was fun. We're gonna have to do another one. Uh, yeah, I'll put soon. something together. Uh, maybe I'll do a Sixers one for uh, for November or something. Uh, I well, I went four for five. Up. I'm pretty happy. Yeah, you did really well. All right. Sixers or Eagles, or maybe I'll I'll try to do one that like covers like all three of the. We get flyers too. Yeah, here. we could do all three of the teams that are the winter teams. Yeah, very right. nice. So there you go. That's um, that's the 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 over unders. So hopefully that paid off for those listeners that have been listening this whole time, and hopefully you, <laughs> you know, you've been waiting with bated breath to find out all of the answers. Although you could have just looked up on the internet. That's we have that ability. So. Well, thanks, Gene. Until that steam engine comes down the river again. <laughs> steam engine? That's that's a that's a train. <laughs> no, you can have steamboats. Steamboat Willie. Oh, okay. Well, I, mean, I think steam engine. I think of trains. All right. Oh my lord. Okay. You guys are out of control. Yes. <laughs> All right. Penalty box time. Yeah, let's 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 go right to the uh, the penalty box. All right. Um. So since Gene just did the whole breakdown of the um, riverboat gambling, uh, we'll go to you, Dave. Dave, who is in your penalty box? Uh, okay. So in my penalty box, uh, this week is going fans who just hate soccer for the sake of hating soccer. Just, you know, that uh, no one else is even allowed to enjoy it because I hate it so much. So get off your sports high horse or whatever you're on and just let people who like soccer like soccer. And your Philadelphia Union 
clinched a playoff spot this week. So congratulations to the union and the sons of Ben who enjoy watching soccer and, and, and allow them to enjoy it. So fans who don't like other fans who like soccer, those people are going into my penalty box. That is a good penalty to call. Uh, we're going to give them a game misconduct um, for a lack of uh, duping. Doop, 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 oh, doop, I like doop. it. I like it. Hey, Ch- but before we move on, did we? Did, we had not talked about the Philadelphia Union's mascot. Oh, with Fang. <laughs> yes, the snake with arms and legs. Yes. So I think it's just a lizard. Like <laughs> they call it a snake. Yeah. <laughs> it's um. Someone's referred to it on Twitter uh, as like the, the Geico Gecko's like punk phase. Yes, I could see that, but I also enjoy- this BuzzFeed article has maybe one of the best headlines I've ever read. It reads, Philadelphia, Philadelphia Union introduced new mascot, a snake with arms and legs, which are like the most important things a snake doesn't have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I I did think about that. I'm like, okay, well, you shouldn't have arms and legs, but how is that like would the mascot just be hopping or like is it is it too late to change it to a lizard? Like, <laughs> no, because the the union thing is the snake. Yeah, yeah, the the whole "Don't tread on me" and yeah, the, yeah, the gold yeah. snake logo. It's awesome. But okay, how how do you have the snake mascot then? <laughs> I don't know. Let's just get a real snake, and then that would ensure I would never go to a union game. All right, Gene. Gene, who is in your penalty box? Well, initially it was going to be Chuck's lungs, but um, I, f- <laughs> I feel like that's a little bit uh, too on the nose. But so, calling an audible here, sticking with the mascot theme, and we're, we were very remiss to not bring this up last week. I'm putting John Oliver in the uh, in the penalty oh, box. Ooh. John Oliver, who I usually enjoy immensely. And uh, Dave, I'm sure you could work in some sort of British impersonation because I don't really do No, I'm not doing it this time. I, I, I don't really do voices. But um, he decided to make – he does this thing called the Dog Supreme Court where he puts dogs on the Supreme Court and then he put a lobster on for Gorsuch. And he's decided that if Brett Kavanaugh, who has now since been confirmed, he was going to make Gritty be the representation on the Supreme Court of his mock Supreme Court – of Brett Kavanaugh, and I don't want to be associated. I don't want Gritty to be associated with with that guy. I mean, I granted they're both probably hard drinking fellas, you know, and they both kind of have unkempt hair. But I think that's where the the similarities end because I feel like Gritty way, way, way more level on the higher on the lovable scale than Brett Kavanaugh. So John Oliver, don't mess with Gritty for a gag. That's all I'm saying. Very good, Gene. John Oliver is getting two minutes for besmirching a good name of a mascot. I can I can see Gritty going like, I like a few beers. Do you? Do you? I was at my friend, the Fanatics house. We're having Look a at my beers. calendar. We were lifting weights. <laughs> I would love to see Gritty's calendar. <laughs> Sorry. What was that? What's the penalty? Um, two minutes for besmirching the good name of a mascot. Uh, and this this one in my penalty box are hockey fans who just want to be mad at the NHL. So recently, uh, a Predators player um, 
was suspended over the summer um, for a domestic violence incident. That's horrible. He was suspended 27 games. And and that's NHL did the right thing. Some people say that it wasn't long enough, but there was no real precedent for anything. But 27 games. And he appealed it. And it went to a neutral arbiter who knocked it down to 18 games. And the reaction was, typical NHL. NHL does it again. You think NHL cares about women. You think they care about taking the, you know, the right stance on things. Typical NHL, they reduced his suspension. They did not. <laughs> they did not reduce his suspension. They're the ones that put in the 27-game suspension. They went to an arbiter. Uh, they knocked it down to 18. Did the arbiter give any reason for why they would lower the... Was it like they... pr- a precedent set by other violations of a similar shape and size well there was no real precedent for that so that's probably why it happened the 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 27 games i mean um but they i think they decided not to release like notes from it due to the you know to protect the family or 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 whatever the case may be but be mad at the right people be mad at the guy who did the crime be mad at the nhlpa for for you know requesting a, a third party and be mad at the person who knocked it down there's plenty of stuff to be mad at the nhl about i just hate it when it's like typical nhl yep they don't care they did this no they're the ones who put the initial pal- the initial suspension in place so i'm going to assess a double minor uh for misplaced anger uh if you're gonna be mad at somebody get it right And I'm going to assess an additional penalty, uh, two-minute minor to Dave, for watching um, the football game. (laughs) All right, whatever. Look, it's 40 to 40 with three seconds left in this uh, Patriots-Chiefs game. Excuse me. I was just watching Tom Brady awkwardly try to center the football for the field goal kick. It's kind of stumbling over. Anyway. So is it possible that Andy Reid's about to lose to – Bill Belichick on a field goal. Oh yeah, that's exactly what's about to happen. A twenty-eight yard field goal. Oh, uh, we're covering it live here. Okay. Yeah. Ready. <laughs> Here's the snap. It's up. It's good. Chiefs lose. Wah, wah. But I get the push because they only lost by three. Sorry, Big Red. So, that, so that's the end of Pickadelphia. So another week where none of us go two and zero. Yeah. Make sure to take your gambling advice from anyone that's not on. No, take your gambling advice from us. Whoever we pick, pick the other guy. Yeah. There you go. go. (laughs) All right. That's all the time we have for today. Uh, Join us next week where we'll be covering another week of flyers. We'll be talking Eagles, Carolina Panthers. We'll be, uh, we'll be wrapping up the week that was with the Sixers and uh, maybe we'll have a world series preview for you as well. Any final thoughts? Nope. Not for me. We're good. Have a great day at work, everybody. We'll see you next week.